Many a times right after we say we have been crucified with Christ, we have died with him, we have been buried with him, the natural question is why am I still feeling the tendency to sin? That means my old man is still alive, right? So that means I need to crucify my old man. Where is the problem here? A lot of people, because of the way the theologians have taught over the years, think that this is the old man who has not been crucified, and we have to crucify ourselves. Now, that is biblically erroneous teaching in the Bible. It is very clear that you have been crucified with Christ. That is a fact that has been written throughout the scriptures. You cannot deny that fact. And Paul says to reckon yourselves dead to sin. He doesn't say to consider yourself alive. So where is the problem here? First and foremost, we need to understand that you don't need to have a sinful nature in order to be tempted to sin. Think about Adam, for instance. He was created perfect. So why was he tempted to sin? You really don't need a sinful nature in order to be tempted to sin. But I agree there's something apart from your old self which is pushing you to sin or tempting you to sin. That is the flesh. What is the flesh? A lot of times flesh has been taught off as something bad. So when you say someone is walking according to the flesh, we understand it as walking according to sexual immorality or strife or division or things like that. It's something really bad. But flesh is not always bad. Even if you look at the meaning of the word flesh, which is G4559, in the Strong's Concordance, and it's the word sarkikos, or sometimes it's translated as sarks. It, it means also that material things needed for sustenance. In Romans 15 verse 27, Paul was saying that if the Gentiles have shared in the spiritual things, you are indebted to minister to them also in material things. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11, where Paul talks about, is it too much if we reap material things for, from you? This material here is actually sarkikos or flesh. So it's not always the bad things. Paul is not saying, is it too much if we reap flesh from you? No, that's not what he's saying. He is saying uh, that if we reap material things, things that we need in, in your daily life. So what is the flesh? Flesh is a natural programming. It is a mindset. It's an unrenewed mindset. So flesh is a natural programming which motivates us to put confidence apart from Christ. Before you were born again, you have a spirit which was dead and you had your soul which includes your mind, emotion, and will. And then you have your flesh. So what happened at the time of salvation? We know that our spirit became one with the spirit of the Lord. Then in your soul, it is under your authority. God is not going to take control over your mind because that is where your will is. It is supposed to be done by you. You are the one who will have to renew your mind because if you don't renew your mind, you will have a new hardware but the wrong software. Latest processor, but your software will still be in Windows 98. And because of that, you will not be able to operate in the true identity of who you are. So that's what the flesh is, the old programming, the old system, the old way of thinking. 
strategies, attitudes, coping mechanisms. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, it says, For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. So, apparently, according to the flesh, we can find a way to be wise, strong, mighty, and noble, or to have identity or status. The world teaches us ways to get these apart from Christ and teaches to wear branded clothes so that you will feel important. Then you can also try to have your identity in the fact that you're driving an expensive car and when people look at you, they will see you as a person with value. That is also according to the flesh. The world teaches us ways to get status. Now you see, Doing these are not bad things. You can earn money and still have your identity in Christ. You can buy a new car, but have your identity in Christ. So you see, it's where your heart is. Flesh can be a source of smarts, a source of strength, a source of status. So flesh is something that we can put confidence in. It is not who we are. So flesh is not your heart. I should make that clear. Flesh is not yourself. It is an unrenewed mindset that you can follow. It is not you. It is not who you are. Let's look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. For we are the true circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ and put no confidence in the flesh. Now, listen to Paul making a list of flesh. He says, although I myself might have confidence in the flesh, If anyone has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Listen to this. Circumcised on the eighth day. Not a bad thing. But still, he was putting his identity on the fact that he was circumcised on the eighth day. And it says, of the nation of Israel, you've heard people say, I come from the most powerful nation on earth. You cannot do anything to me. So that means even though they call themselves Christian, but still they can walk according to the flesh by their identity, which is in their citizenship. For a person like that, if they are in a problem, so they can put their identity in the fact that because of my citizenship, everything is going to be okay. My government is going to take care of me rather than putting confidence in the fact that you're son of God and God will take care of you. You see, that's a subtle difference there. I'm continuing to read. Of the tribe of Benjamin, that means someone who says, my family built the roads here, built the church here, and my family is related to this pastor. He knows that person. He's the head of this ministry. So that's a confidence in the flesh. And a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. And the last part is actually the religious flesh, which we will see in the upcoming episode. But here you see that Paul talks about status, heritage, and putting a confidence in that. It's not a problem to have a heritage. It's not a problem to have education. It's not a problem to have a status, but rather it becomes a problem when you put your identity on it. I remember a few years ago that when I was doing my PhD, I was a student and because of that, we were not dressed really amazing. You understand what I mean there. And my wife and I, we would go around in bicycles and were living very modest. We would meet a lot of people. Most of the time when people would meet us, when they would talk to us, and we could feel a certain condescension in a lot of people. And 
It could be by the way we looked or by the way we were dressed, not the branded clothes and all that. I also remember being in Germany and there was this guy and he was not initially talking to me and he was always keeping on saying that he studied at this premier institute in India. One fine day when we were having lunch, so this guy talks to me and he asks me at that point, so where did you study? So I said the name of the institute where I study, which was also premier institute. So then his whole demeanor changed. His identity was not rooted in Christ. His identity was rooted in his education. It's something that can creep into our daily lives. When we earn money, when we have status, people look at us differently. We start putting our hope, our trust, our heart in those things. So you see that our flesh is not our old man. The old man has been crucified. Our sinful nature has been crucified. We don't have a sinful nature, but we have a flesh. Our flesh is very much alive. You can be a pastor, preacher, minister, and still live in the flesh. The flesh can bring works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are given in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing. The flesh is going to tempt you to do the works of the flesh, which is immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities. It is pushing from within these things. That's what the flesh does. When it says in walk by the spirit and not by the flesh, it means set your minds on the the spirit, not on the flesh. So when these inappropriate thoughts or deeds of the flesh come, which is not you, you have been crucified. So when it comes, you have a choice to not obey the flesh, but rather walk in the spirit because your true nature is given in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is your true nature. So you have an option to walk according to the flesh or walk according to the spirit. That is the reason why even though you are crucified, even though you have been buried, your old man is dead and you are not having any sinful nature anymore. But the flesh, the unrenewed mindset can come up with things like these. The flesh can tempt you to do things. And that is the unrenewed mindset. Which is the reason why Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Why? The transformation on the outside happens when you renew your mind, when you completely agree with what God has said about you in the scriptures. When you put your identity in Christ, that is the true mind renewal. So when that happens, the expression, the transformation, the metamorphosis, which is the word for transform there, or the change which happens to a caterpillar when it becomes a butterfly, that sort of external change happens to us from the spirit to the natural realm. That is when it shows outside. So we can be transformed. And if you go on reading that verse, it says, so that you will prove the will of God. 
You don't have to keep asking God, what is your will? What is your will? You will prove the will of God if you walk in the Spirit. If you walk by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. If you live Christ inside out, you will walk in, you will prove the will of God. And that is how you walk. That if you keep saying that I have not been crucified, I'm still a sinner. And if you identify yourself as a sinner, you're living by the flesh. Thank you.